Welcome to the 100 Master Coaches series featuring master coaches from around the world. Let's journey together on this 100 Master Coaches series with your host, Coach Mel, MCC. For almost two decades, Ben Dooley has been committed to unlocking the secrets of deep master full coaching and helping all coaches discover and reveal the powerful, confident and successful coach that they are here to be. He facilitates a bi-weekly coaching skills forum telecalls, as well as multiple interactive and engaging coach-growing workshops. Now on to the show. Hello, hello, and welcome to the 100 Master Coaches Show. This is Coach Mal, and today on the show, we've got a special guest. He is Ben Dooley from Chicago, USA. Give him a big round of applause. Welcome to the show, Ben. You are going to put in a sound effect of like thunderous applause, right? Because just that one hand clapping yes. is like, yeah. just, just for you, just for you. It's that. It's thank that. You. Can you hear it? Can you hear it? Oh. I can hear oh. it. Oh, thank you all for your massive, crazy applause. So all tell right. us something about, about you before we begin, you know, just a little bit about Ben. A little bit about Ben. Oh my goodness. Um, <laughs> Yeah, that's a that's a crazy open door question. Uh, <laughs> I'll tell you though, one of the things that I, I love doing um, in my pre coaching before coaching days, I was uh, yeah. we were talking earlier that I was a uh, I yeah. spent twenty some years as an actor um, in Chicago and doing mm. plays, doing commercials, doing uh, uh, training videos, and I mean, anything, toys, mm. books, recordings, wow. every anything that uh, it, it could be done by an actor, I had done. Um, and, and I was really proud and pleased with that. But what was interesting was um, mm. it was exciting. And, and I actually translate this to an actual coaching thing, because it actually is a profound turning point for me. I I was had lots of friends who were also in the biz mm, and yeah. they were, they were, I was making enough money to get by. I would get a couple of jobs. I'd go out and do a bunch of auditions. My agents would call, I'd get the gig. I wouldn't get the gig, whatever would happen. It would kind of all work out where I'd be doing okay. And I had to do like a catering job or something like that. They just kind of supplement. Yeah. I had friends and colleagues who were making serious money and and, and not, we're not talking like they scored a big national campaign that got them like $100,000 or whatever. We're talking local work. You're getting, you know, 500 bucks here, 2,000 there. And, you know, you got to You got to hustle. And what I noticed was that they were treating it like a business. Mm. And I was treating it like a wonderful, fun, money-making hobby. Yeah. And, and I got really clear on that while I was in it. And I actually made a clear decision. I don't want to work that hard. I, you know, they were marketing, they were finding clients, they were engaging, they were connecting, they were building relationships, they were doing all that stuff. And I said, I don't want to do that. I just want to do all the fun stuff. Mm. And so as a result, I spent, you know, uh, 15 or so years in Chicago and some years before that yeah. getting by. And it was fine. And I had a great reputation for that small little, you know, building, but it wasn't, it wasn't a business. Mm -hmm. And, uh, and I, 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 that was actually a really profound moment because when I walked into my first weekend of coach training and I went, okay, 
if I'm going to invest my time and my money in doing this coaching thing, I'm not going to do all that for a lateral move and have it be another fun kind of money-making hobby. I'm going to have to learn how to do this. If I'm going to do this, I'm going to do it. And it was a, and I knew at that point what it was like to not treat it like a business. And I wasn't going to do that with coaching. Mm. So, Um, so, so Ben, um, what made the shift, right? What made the shift from, from that fun, didn't want to do the business and yet you were looking at your friends and they were making lots of money, I guess, you know, you were making good enough, as you say, it's to survive, right? Yeah, I was making, I was making enough that I could pay most of my bills. Yeah. um, And my wife, girlfriend, then wife, but she was also working and making her money. So now, uh, so I wasn't paying for the house, you know, and and we had a small apartment and all of that. But I also knew uh, kind of what the, and I never, I never did that transition in the acting world. Um, Mm. I, it was when I stepped into coaching and I realized how a part of me had woken up and said, Mm. I am here now. And I need to do this. And there, there was a part at the time, I didn't even know why I needed to do this completely. I just knew this coaching thing feels so right. I need to do this. Mm, mm, mm. But I also really knew like, if I'm going to drop, you know, $10,000, I got to make it back and more. (laughs) And, and I'm not going to just change, change one kind of barely floating boat into another barely floating boat. Yeah, I have yeah. got to make this work. And so I had to immerse myself in learning about marketing and business and sales and engaging and all of that stuff and, and, mm. and figure out on my own and take, you know, and all that stuff. But I knew I had to make this important, yeah. not just fun. And, and I'll be honest, there's still a lot of times I don't want to do this marketing. It's not fun. <laughs> and we'll get to that, Ben. We'll get to that. But but I want to capture this for for, yeah. for for the audience because there are people walking into coaching these days, right? From whatever they were doing before, right? Um, I've had, I'm sure you've had as well, different people, not just people in HR, people who are you know, bankers, people who are, yep. you know, di- different, different industries and they're walking in. So like for you, Ben, you went from showbiz, right? Um, and into coaching. So yeah. tell us about that decision point. What, what, what was that? It was, it was actually, um, as I mentioned briefly, something else woke up. So yes. um, it wasn't just, it was actually as an actor, it wasn't, I mean, there was a, it was fun. There was some ego. It was great spotlight, but for me, it was really utilizing skills. And, uh, and when I did shows uh, and I still do from time to time. And for me, the motivation is not the star in the spotlight. For me, the motivation has always been to impact and, and to take the viewer or the audience member or whatever on some kind of journey um, to touch, to move, to inspire them, to impact them in some way. That was always, and I just loved um, doing theater and immersing myself into somebody else's life. 
to really get to understand what makes them tick and why are they doing this? Because to really make, to really do good acting, you have to be clear about the choices you're making. Why am I, it says I do this, but why am I doing this? Mm. And to really get clear and intentional about it. And I loved the connections that I was able to create, that the, the relationship, that synergy, that flow that came from just not just with the, um, the fellow castmates, uh, but also the audience, that there's, a, there's an energy, there's a synergy, there's something very different about when an audience walks in and you're in relationship with them. Uh, um, uh. And, and there's also, there's, you know, from back in the college days to in our current community theater, there's something really exciting about, we're gonna get it done. You know, that whole thing, the show must go on, that the stuff that gets in our way is not gonna get in our way. Okay. And, okay. and so those are all things and more that I learned and, and that we kind of, I, I, I got stimulated by as an actor. And when I stepped into coaching, two things along that lines happened. Mm. Other parts of me woke up. I love teaching. I love digging in and exploring our human condition. Like, wow, why do I work this way? And how do we do this? And what happens here? And why does this thing work? And why does that? So that just completely opened up. And I got really excited about mm. discovering our human design. Mm. And the other thing was recognizing how all of those acting skills got translated over into coaching. Yeah, yeah. And like, oh, all of this stuff that I've been doing my entire life, in in a sense, has been training me to mm. be the coach that I am now. Mm. Mm. And that's mm. one of the things, that's one of the platforms that I love standing on with all the coaches here. And that's part of what I train. And that's part of what I, mm. I, I let all coaches know is that if you're more than just your training, your training is just giving you a language and a tool set, but sure. you get to have your whole amazing, incredible life, all the jobs that you had. You know, we mentioned before uh, briefly about how I traveled in the circus. Oh my goodness, what a powerful gift that has given to my coaching. Waiting tables in restaurants, mm. incredible mm. gift for coaching writing, uh, freelance writing, um, every single crappy pain in the butt job and working for some idiot moron boss and I can't wait to get out of here. If I just take a moment and stocking a storeroom, there is some powerful lessons that I get to incorporate and bring to my coaching and to my clients. And that is what makes the difference. Uh, uh, And when I discovered that, that's also when I went, okay, I need to do this for reals. Mm-hmm. Love that. I love that. Um, how you just connect the dots, Ben. Um, I do that. And, and, and <laughs> when I was listening to you share on how, like you, you, you know what they say, it's like the world's your stage, right? Um, yep. And in that sense, when, when you were saying that, I... I kind of saw that you were the one on the stage because that's what happens usually on showbiz, right? Because you're, you're the actor, you're, you're the yeah. one on, on the spotlight. But then you and I know that as coaches, we, we are not like the actor as well because we, we create a platform, as you say, 
And yeah. now it's uh, we're getting ready the coachee to be on that platform, to be there on the sideline. We could be that the one, you know, guiding them in a sense, um, helping them shine in their moment of truth. Yeah. Right? So if we look at it, uh, and I know there's a question there, but I, 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 I love where you're where you're going already, and I, I feel inspired to respond. If we look at it this way, so there is something about, oh, they're here to see me. No, they're actually not. Yeah. yeah With yeah. some exceptions, like, you know, my parents. My parents are going to come and see me in anything. <laughs> they don't care what the show is. And and if we're like yeah. superstars, you know, I mean, there, yeah. there are actors that we yeah. will go in whatever movie they're yeah. in. It doesn't sure. matter. So those yeah. are the exceptions. But for the most part, if mm. we actually look at it, what is really in the spotlight is not the actor and it's not the director, it's the story. Wow, wow, wow. That's good. That's, that's, that's the good. spotlight. And so the actors, all the world's a stage, but the men and women are merely players. That's the full line in Shakespeare. Yes, that's true. And we are just the players speaking our parts. Mm. telling the story trippingly on the tongue that is what we're here to do so mm. in coaching the client sure the client is in the spotlight but what's really in the spotlight yeah. is their story that's so true the story yeah. they're telling that has been running their show yeah. and the new story that they get to create absolutely, absolutely. absolutely. yeah yeah clients are merely players yeah, yeah. Yeah. Thank you. Thank That's... you. I just wrote that. that I never really thought <laughs> before. I went, oh, wait a minute. Forget that. That's just a call. It's <laughs> like the rewriting of their the script of their life, isn't it? It is. It's like what you're yeah, saying. We're, um, we're just rewriting the script. This is what's this is what your script had up until now. Yeah. Yeah. But the rest of the story true. has not been written yet. Yeah. And so from this point on. What are the words that you want to convey who you are? Mm. What is the story, the adventure that you want to take yourself on? Mm. You know, if we just ended the story at, you know, uh, a, a, a little girl gets uh, caught up in a, in a, a tornado and her house is yanked <laughs> up and she flies away from home and she never sees her parents again, her family again. Oh, that would be sad. Yeah, and, and she feels so alone and nobody listens and nobody cares and, and all of that stuff. And then that's the, how the rest of the movie goes. How boring is that? <laughs> I want and my yet, money back. <laughs> yes, exactly. And yet, if we, we realize, wait a minute, but then she gets to go on an exciting journey mm -hmm. and she gets to meet you know, oh, yeah. little creatures and little people, and she gets to meet a scarecrow that talks and dances, and a talking metal woodsman, and a <laughs> scared, scaredy cat lion, and yeah. an evil witch. And some of it's going to be scary, and yeah. some of it's going to be beautiful. Oh, wow. And and she's going to be in on an adventure to discover her power and her strength <laughs> and her heart, and she's going to find a way home. Mm. Now yeah. that is an exciting story let's That's write that one yeah 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 everyone yeah. Of us counts our stories count our stories, our stories count. 
But the problem is that here's the other thing, and this is a trap that we just so easily fall into. Every single one of us, I do it too. We allow our lives to be created by the outside world. Mm. We allow mm. ourselves to be defined and our story to be created and told by everybody else, except the one person who is the only one qualified to tell our story and to declare who we are. Yeah. So we have outside people going, you're an idiot. You're not good enough. You yeah. don't count. And then we go, gosh, you're right. That's my story. Thank you for yeah. giving me my story about how I'm an yeah. idiot, loser, moron, who's worthless and doesn't deserve anything. Yeah. They have no authority to tell you any of that. We're just buying that story yeah. and it's not even our story. Absolutely, Ben. Um, yeah. And yeah. you get to create your story right now on yeah. uh, telling us the, the insights, maybe just three of them. Sure. To your, you were saying 17 years of coaching. Uh-huh, yeah. Bit, a bit about that. Um, you want three insights from the last 17 and plus years? Sure. <laughs> and, and how long do we have? They're going to be uh, insight 1A, 1B, 1C. <laughs> and I'll tell you, the one that just kind of quickly popped up is when I got my MCC, I, um, there's, a, there's a couple of things that come from that. Um, and I share this with, with people often. Um, and this, you got your MC, MCC. Um, and there's a really simple way to get your MCC. And, and I bring it up, which is the really the, the way I got it was very simply, I presented two recordings of my coaching that someone else said, yeah, that's pretty good. That's it. I just fulfilled someone else's criteria of what they say an MCC is. I happened to do it the way they liked it. And so they gave me these letters. Same thing with you. And... And that's every single MCC. That's how we did it. The early MCCs didn't have to present recordings. They just said, oh, I've been doing this for a long time. And then here's your MCC. Lucky bastards. Um, so there's something, and I knew this going in, and I, and I knew this as part of my own growth and development, that there was more than just checking off the boxes and doing it right. That it was about me owning, claiming, setting myself on that bar of what it is to be masterful. Mm. And, and there's a profound moment when I failed my MCC a few times. Um, and there was a profound moment when I failed the second time where I actually said, oh, crap, I don't know if I'm going to have another brilliant, fantastic call in me, let alone two. I don't know if I'm going to be able to do this again and have two more calls that I can present. And that was a big wake up because I was speaking to the performance of coaching. Yeah. Wow. I hope I do it right. And I don't think I'm going to be able to do it right. So yeah. and, and, and luckily I caught myself because I, I saw myself going into this like depression of like, well, then why bother? I mean, if I don't have two more good calls in me, then I'll just give up. Yeah, yeah. And I called myself and I went, wait a minute. 
but what have I been talking about and teaching and, and insisting upon myself? Of course, I've got more, I've got hundreds and thousands of beautiful, brilliant, amazing, incredible calls and sessions ahead of me. Because it's not about, I didn't, I didn't get given like a limit, like, okay, well, congratulations, Ben, you're a coach now. Now you only get five brilliant calls, so use them wisely. And so when I really, uh, it was a concept that I got, but when that happened, it really sank in much deeper. Yeah. And, I, and that allowed me to let go of having to prove myself and just be the coach that I'm here to be. Yeah. Now, there's obviously the stuff about technique and, and learning things and how to handle and all that stuff. But we do this in our coaching with our clients. We're helping, we're not giving our clients magic fixes and do these things. We're helping our clients tap into their deeper selves, their more powerful beings, their, their all that stuff. Yeah. And so the same is true for us as coaches. When we get a sense and we get to really harness and own that inner coach, that coach being is going to make the doing so ridiculously easy. And so it's a lesson that I continually learn time and time again. And there are days still I have hard calls and like, oh, this client oh, is driving me nuts. And this one is just, oh, I had one yesterday that was just, he was so quiet and soft-spoken. And like, he kept talking about how he's passionate about something with no passion whatsoever. <laughs> oh. And... And for me to recognize, okay, first off, he's not doing anything wrong. He's just showing up. And me, I'm the one who needs to let go of doing it right and performing and getting the sale and da-da-da and all this stuff and just get back to me and the coach that is here to really connect, impact, make a difference. And all that other stuff is just waste of crap that's the essence thank you let's one do we have time for the other two? Oh yeah come on that's okay. so good <laughs> all right um along that lines i i also uh, have learned over the years uh, a really and it's, it's tied in similarly but i want to have it be a separate thing that um client can never do client wrong hmm. Client can never do client wrong. And, and this actually extends in many ways. And first off, it's looking at like, okay, like I keep asking these brilliant, powerful questions and the client isn't answering the right way. How many times has that happened? Or I keep starting to do this brilliant, incredible, amazing exercise. And then they keep stopping and derailing and going off on these tangents. What kind of a stupid idiot moron client is this? They're not doing the coaching right. That's not their job. Mm. Their job is to be them. Yeah. And the various problems that are making the coaching hard for you, coach, is most likely the very thing that's making it hard for them, too. So if you're banging your head and driving yourself nuts with this client who's not doing it the right way, remember, client can never do client wrong. 
Wow. They're doing themselves yeah. the only way they know how to do. And that means that when they're absolutely, everything's great and wonderful, they're excited and they just take the ball and keep rolling and they keep talking and talking and talking. And they go into great incredible stories and they don't stop talking. And that means when they are stuck and frustrated and shut down. And that means when they're combative and they're challenging and struggling with this thing that you're trying to do with them and they keep wanting you to tell them the answer, client can never do client wrong. And when we get that simple and get powerful lesson, then the only thing that ever needs to change is the only thing that you, the coach, can possibly change which is you mm. or me. Yeah. And so that's where go back to point A. Oh, I need to let go of my needs and my wants and what's going to make this good for me. And I need to let go of that and be here and be what I, what, what the client needs me to be. Yeah. yeah. And that can be sometimes accepting and that can sometimes be challenging them or cutting them and getting in the way or whatever it is, but it's not out of my need because you're not doing it right. It's I need to be what they need. Yeah. The other extension of that is a client can never do client wrong is it drives me bananas. And I was just talking with a coach earlier today where she was talking, she was talking about a client who she said they were uncoachable. And I said, well, what made them uncoachable? And she said, well, because like they knew what they wanted, but they weren't sure how to get there. <laughs> now, that's a more extreme example. And, and she's yeah. learning and she yeah. was starting to get some stuff. But I've also had it completely the other way around. And I've been called uncoachable. And I've watched coaches use uncoachable as mm. an excuse mm. for not mm. showing up powerful the coach not showing up powerfully mm, and mm. becomes an excuse for why this isn't going well. Mm. And the only reason why a client is not coachable, the only reason why a client is uncoachable is when they actually say, I don't want to be coached <laughs> or they don't show up. Yeah. Because yeah. if they're not there, then you, that's, if they're not there, then they're uncoachable. Simple. Yes. If they're there, I mean, mm. if they're there, there's something in them that says, yeah. I need this and I want it. Yeah. Even if they're exactly. defiant, even if they're pushing back, even if they're getting in your face and resisting everything that you're trying to do with them, they're still there. Yeah. Because if they really truly didn't want to be there, they wouldn't be. Wouldn't be. Yeah. So and so true. as coaches, we got to let go of, again, mm. they got to do it right for us because they're, they are coachable. Yeah. It just means that they're not coachable the way you want them to mm. be coachable. Oh, but I, they're not responding to my brilliant questions. <laughs> yeah. Then find other questions. Oh, but I keep taking them to this visioning thing and this beautiful thing and all that stuff, and they're not doing it. Then find something else. Yeah. yeah. That is, that's a powerful lesson that Thank I you. cannot convey any shorter. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. 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 Um, I just got to just interject a little bit, Ben, because yeah. what you're saying is just, 
so so real and it happens every day every day every day um and if it's not the coach it's someone else in their life uh, that there yeah. are there are voices and influences that come in and and affect all of us right uh, including our, our our clients right and yeah. they they take it on right? they take it on and they take it on and it's not like they they don't want to live the best life it, it's sometimes it's sometimes the narratives that has been spoken onto them and oh, too many times wow this wow. is this is what you are this is how you are you're mm. this you're not that and then we buy that story and then yes. they bring it into us as yeah. coaches and we go wow you are a problem <laughs> brilliant coach you just did a great job of reinforcing the same problem yeah. that they're struggling with their entire yeah. lives yeah well done yeah, yeah. and that's why they're not All coachable right. you know and that's why, yeah, exactly. It's actually, it's not that they're not coachable. It's that you're not coaching. Simple. Ooh. All right, all right, all right. Come on, come on. Give us one more. Third? Oh, yeah, right, come third on. One. Third one. There is a phrase that I have heard coaches all over the map say and ask their clients. It's a question that we have been trained in. So many coach trainings have, have, uh, have said, here's what you have to ask your clients. And then it's the magic coaching phrase. <laughs> and I will admit it. Okay. I've done it too. I'm not proud. I will admit it. I've watched MCC coaches. Well, I'm going to guess you've said it too. And it's okay. I forgive you. I've watched coaches, brilliant coaches in training, mm. ask this question as an example and train the coaches who are learning from them to ask this question. question. Oh. Okay. Okay. I can't wait. Come on, come on, come on. Give it to and, us. And before I tell you what the question is, <laughs> stop asking this question. It doesn't work the way you think it does. Yeah. And it actually starts to create some problems. Yeah. Now, to clarify, what the question is pointing to is so incredibly important. It's the wording. So the content or the focus or the direction, critical and highly powerful. Mm. But it's the language that's causing the problem. And here's the question. So who would you have to be in order to do this? <laughs> who do you need to be? What do you need to be? And we ask this being question. Mm. Now, as I said, this is the crux of our coaching, right? We go to the being part, but our clients don't understand because they didn't do the training that you did. Yeah. Yeah. So if we look at it, we live in a doing and having world. That is our entire language. So Mel, true. you come from a marketing background. That's all that marketing is. If yeah. you spout out this being crap in any kind of marketing, you've lost your money. That's true. Right? That's true. Oh, we're going to be with you and we're going to be this. And why would I spend my money on you? Mm. I'm not paying money for being crap. I want results. Yeah. And I want to know how to get those results. And so the other problem is that we have a confused definition of what being means. When we were four years old, you know, we had people coming. So, what do you want to be when you grow up? Right. 
That means what do you want to do? What's the job that you want to have and the role you want to take on? And then we're going to go to the movies. Can you be there at eight? (laughs) That means will you do the actions necessary to have your body present at this time? There's no being involved. And so we use being and so you're being a problem. No, it means that what I'm doing, you don't like, Mm. but that's not about being a problem. There's no being there in the way that we as coaches know and use it, right? So when we tell our clients, clients, so who do you have to be there? Unless they're a trained client and they understand what you're talking about, they don't get it. And they're trying to figure this out and give you an answer that's going to make you happy. So what we do is let's get rid of that being phrase. Now, being is great for that shortcut. Once they understand what you mean, great, go nuts. But if we're really talking about being, let's look at what is really being asked. Mm. What's being asked? What? There's no being. It's a doing. What words are you using in this sentence to convey your your thought and intention? So what we're really asking for in being, who do you have to be? What do you have to be? All those being questions are really targeting the client's thinking, how do you, what are the thoughts you want to hold on and remember Mm. when you go and do this thing? Or what's the meaning you want to make? Or what's the vision that you want to hold in your mind when you go and do this thing? We talk, this also includes emotion. What's the, what's the feeling? How do you want to feel when you do this thing? What's the belief that you want to hold to be true? as opposed to the being of failure or victim, the being of empowered or strong or confident. And I hold this energy and this belief that I can, or that this is how it will be, or or all that stuff. If we go to the thoughts and the emotions and the beliefs, that's actually what the being word is all about anyways. Mm. And when you use that language to the client, it gives them a clear, specific place to look so that they get to go, instead of coming up with this nebulous, well, I have to be a strong person who is this and that, and they don't know what they're talking about. But what do you want to remember when you go in? What do you want to think about? What person do you want to emulate and, and, and hold in mind to inspire you? Oh, that I can answer. Yeah. much more easily. So it's really recognizing that we as coaches, we we get all this language and all this jargon and all this coachy, wonderful coachy stuff. And it's worthless if your client doesn't understand it. So speak your client's language, Mm. because when we're talking about what we, what our language is, oh yes, you have a saboteur and a gremlin and you, (laughs) and you've got this and blah, blah, blah. And all these wonderful things that we've learned. If your client doesn't, it, then yeah. what you're actually conveying is you client need to understand me. You're not worth my time and energy to get to know. Mm. Whoa. Rather, when you take the time to interpret yourself to your client and you speak your client's language, you're conveying, I want to know about you. You are worth it. Mm. 
Mm. Mm. Instantly, you're creating that that connection and that openness and that magic right there just by getting rid of your brilliant, incredible coachy language. Who cares? When they're trained, then you can go, oh, yes, well, blah, 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 and speaking this and blah, 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 and we shortcut all of that. I'd like to acknowledge you. Then do it. Don't mm. tell me you're mm. going to acknowledge me. Acknowledge me. Mm. But it's this wonderful language we've been taught. Yeah. Let go of the language and come from your heart. Come from your mind. Come from your body. Come from your spirit. And just connect and be with that person. Beautiful. Wow. That's three. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you, Ben. Uh, this is my pleasure. Oh, yeah. This is truly um, simple, yet, yet so, so abstract because this yeah. is exactly what happens every day in coaching in, around the world, right? Yeah. Um, we, we, we get sometimes caught up with all our lingo, jargon, whatever we think is kind of, you know, making us, again, back to us, uh, making us look professional, right? Making us look, wow, the clients may be going, wow, this is my coach, you know? And, yeah. and I've realized that the, the more we do that, the more it's, it is about ourselves, right? So, so, so the whole concept of coaching is already flawed from the start. <laughs> speaking, speaking, speaking to so many master coaches these days, right? I, I'm, I'm the first one getting all these insights and, and I'm checking in myself, you know? So what you did just now with those three points, Ben, I'm already yeah. saying, oh, oh gosh, oh gosh. <laughs> okay. I know. I got to check in on that one. I got to check in on that one because I've got to catch myself catch myself to that point where I'm saying, am I really wanting to listen to my coaching in that, that yeah. depth, or do I just want that, that formula, that, that yeah. way of asking and, and seeing them perform straight away. But as you said it, they could be just doing all these things because they're trying to please, Oh, I did that coach. Was that good? You know, it's yeah. like, our clients want to make us happy and and they're also oh. when when they do it right then yeah. they must be getting their money's worth and they must be getting on the right path because we're the coach we know best mm. and it's all this like it's all this show that's going on as opposed yeah. to just getting to the heart of it yeah wow. and by the way beautiful beautiful uh, sort of sending that back and and, and all of that I, I so appreciate that um it's something when we talk about like what happened in coaching for me, it's, I recognize that I get yeah. this on a deeper level yeah. and then have a, just a natural skill of being able to convey it so yeah. that others get it. And, and I'm grateful that I can do that because I find myself challenging some of the norms that are there, even like ICF. Uh, with the core competencies, I was not, you know, I wasn't this big rebel and like, you know, calling them up all the time. You got to change them. But I had a, a problem with some of the core competencies and they have now changed them yeah. to be more in alignment with what coaching really gets to be. True. And I think that's part of what's happening now. And I, I'm excited to be a part of it. Yeah. You're a part of it. And I see uh, the new coaches 
oh, I am so excited for the new coaches showing up because when I started to step into this, coaching was only so far. And there were incredible uh, forefathers and foremothers of this profession that had an idea about what coaching was. And then they took it really as far as they could see it. And then it was coaches like me, coaches like you, coaches like other ones who, yeah. who said, yeah, this is great, but look at what we could go here. We can redefine and deepen and discover and, and find where coaching gets to go. And yeah. coaching isn't just one-on-one and it's not just this, it's amazing where coaching has gone mm. and what it's gotten fused with and, and, and how it's impacted all over the world in so many different ways. And what's so exciting, if if we just take a moment and think about it, is the coaches who are watching this video and right now, what are you going to step in and create? So it's either that you're creating something for your clients or you are either intentionally or unintentionally going to take this profession even in other ways that we cannot conceive and comprehend. Mm, that excites mm. the crap out of me yeah and i'm still gonna ask you this question because this segues really well into this get ready ben okay what's the future of coaching the future of coaching i um that's a great question um and there's about 12 different ways that I really am inspired to answer it. <laughs> the future is what we make it. Um, yeah. We cannot see or predict the future, but we can create a vision and a destination that is worth aspiring to and all that stuff. I, I think overall, though, it's kind of what I said is that what what has been happening with coaching, we sort of see it as almost kind of a it's not generational in the sense of our society of like, mm. was it like generations, like every 12, 15 years or something like that. I don't know, but, but coaching is, it still has its generational stages. And mm. I'm going to take a wild guess and say five, six years. And it feels like, and, and you check in also, and let me know if this is, I'm kind of making sure. this up, um, but it's in the 17, almost 18 years that I've been doing this. I've noticed coaching in sort of these four, five, year, four, five, six year segments of mm. this is what coaching is. And I think part of it might also be my own growth and development. But the stage that we're in now, I, I'm seeing, first off, there's so much coach training out there. <laughs> and, there's, and coaching is now becoming worldwide. 10 years ago, it wasn't yeah. really there were like little smatterings of like in, in major cities throughout the world, maybe, but now it's truly worldwide. We have chapters in, I have chapters in every uh, um, inhabited continent. Mm. Uh, I'm ready to campaign and start the Antarctic uh, chapter. uh, If anybody wants to join me, Um, it'll be a small chapter, but we're proud. It's very cold. Um, (laughs) what's the snow perspective (laughs) but but if we look at where the future goes is is not it's the same thing as um is where we are in an exploration we cannot explore any more in our continent we cannot come to new land and new civilizations 
but we're finding in our culture nowadays to find new ways to to discover and create new things that haven't been there and that's part of what coaching lives in the coaching oh okay coaching is at the same time infinite possibility going out and endless deep discovery going in wow and so coaching is it really is just an experience. It's a vehicle to convey. It's a it's a it's a mode or a structure or a construct for us to have a very specific type of conversation. Mm. And with that, coaching gets to go anywhere. Mm. It's almost like when 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 they figured out binary coding of ones and zeros, that, that gets to go anywhere. Yeah, true. This goes anywhere. You know, when they figured out how to tap into uh, radio signals and waves, they were always there. But somebody figured out, wait a minute, there's infrared rays and there's radio uh, waves and there's all this and that that we can tap into. And where do we go from there? It's still, we're still discovering what we can do with some of that early technology and discovery. Mm. That's the future of coaching. Yeah, Ben, I, I agree. Uh, it's my little version of saying, let's democratize coaching, right? Let's, let's bring coaching to every, every nook and cranny. I didn't want to say that, but, but that is what I get, right? <laughs> every little place, right? Crevice, uh, well, even and, to, the, to the darker places, yeah. And the, and the pushback um, that comes from that is that narrow sense of what coaching is which doesn't work for everywhere. Mm. Wow, coaching is, I do this and I ask these questions and I take you through this exforia and then we do this and we get results. Great, but that's this coaching. And and what you're pointing to, and I love this, is that if we just open up, you know, we have teachers who are learning how to engage and have conversations with their students in different ways. We have nurses learning how to engage with their patients through coaching tools and, tech and, and terminology and structures. We have businesses and organizations and companies operating under a coaching design, but they're not coaching, but yet coaching has become a part of their culture. So again, if we let go of this narrow, this is my way of coaching and this is what coaching is and what, what they thought, you know, 15, 20 years ago, what coaching was, it gets to be everything. So true. For the, the young ones, the ones coming in right now, what will be that masterful wisdom that you would share with them? Run away. No, I'm sorry. Um, well, it is, there, there is something about that. Like, um, there, there's a couple of things that pop up. I'll try to be succinct about it. Um, there's a mythology that gets unfortunately taught through some marketing that okay. coaching is easy. And, oh, you just take a weekend class and you get certified and then you're a coach and you can make lots of money and help people. And yeah, and 
if we're really talking about working with people and their human condition, if it was that easy, they would be doing it already. But what we're dealing with is the stuff that's getting in the way. And that's part of their humanness. That's Mm. not so easily pushed aside because of a cute, clever little exercise or a three question thing or whatever. And so it's really like when you choose to be a coach, you're choosing to infiltrate into people's lives. Mm. And that carries a great responsibility, I think. Um, You know, and that's, I've never, and maybe it was my own uh, my own fragileness, but I don't think I've ever had the temerity to tell somebody, "I'm sorry, I can't help you. Uh, you're not coachable," because I don't want to have that impact on somebody that is going through their lives feeling frustrated and stuck and less than and not good enough, and I don't know, and I'm lost and scared and confused, and then I turn to somebody for help, and they go sorry i can't help you you don't you're not like what i'm looking for so part of it is my own thing of like i'm here to help um as a new coach the uh, it kind of expands into uh something that i teach in my class it's actually in lesson one um there's a there's a a phrase that's out there that we all love in the self-development world that it it takes ten thousand hours to be a master at something Mm. Mm. Right. And it's a phrase that like it, it, it suggests, yeah, you need a lot of experience to be great at something. And we look at, but I did the math on this. Mm. And if we're talking about 10,000 hours to be a master, mm. and it, it looks like this. If you had 20 clients from day one that you decided to be a coach, the first day, 20 clients lined up and then you kept it consistently after a year of that you've accumulated a thousand hours which means by this formula it's going to take you 10 years to get those 10,000 hours and I know you didn't have 20 clients from the beginning I didn't and when I get 20 clients some of them leave new ones show up My client list goes down. Some of them need to skip weeks. We're three times a month, twice a month. So it's more like 15, 20, 30 years before we get to be a master at this. Mm. And and there's a couple of things here that that create a, 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 a great tragedy in all of this. And the first is the world needs us to be it and now the world can't wait for us to figure it out yeah the world as you're pointing to the world is getting more complex more unsure more uncertain more confusing more messy more everything that's making with all the technology and all the everything that's making our lives easier our lives are getting harder in so many other ways that we could not have predicted And the world, this is where coaches get to show up to help us navigate through the hard times to get to the places where we want to be and where we we deserve to be. And so the world needs us. The world needs you, coaches, watching this 
The world needs you to show up fully. And it goes even deeper because we live in this strange, bizarre world where, and this is everybody, where we have this belief that we need to, first I gotta do something in order to have an, a, a result and an outcome, and then I'll be. Do have be, that's the world that we live in. I gotta do great coaching so that I'll have a, a successful business and then I'll be a great coach. And your clients are in that same language. And the tragedy is that we never reach that being. It's like find, looking for a rainbow on the horizon. You'll never reach it. Mm. Your clients will never be happy after, or never be attractive after they lose all that weight and get their nose done. Your clients will never be wealthy after they make those how many millions of dollars. Your clients will never be happy mm. after they get all of these things in their lives because there's always something else. There's always yeah. one more thing, not quite enough. And so what we need to do now, and, and this is what we, I teach in my coaching, and this is what I teach, not just how to do this for the clients, but this is for you, coach. Be it now. It's not about what you're doing. It's not about how much training or education or experience you had. That has a play in it, but that doesn't define who you are. You decide, I am a coach, and I am here for this reason. And you choose who you're going to be, the thoughts, the emotions, the memories, the mindset, the beliefs that this coach is. And you bring that coach out fully every single time you coach. That is what the world needs. Nicely put, nicely said. Um... And we need so many more of that being coaches, that yeah. fully being, not just yeah. that one version of it. It's just that fullness of, um, of everything coming together. Ben, um, yeah. I'm just looking at time and I know we've, we've, we've just blown it today and I'm okay with that. I'm so good, good okay. with that. You know, and, and I'm so thankful. Um, I just want to take this time to allow you to share how the audience can come in contact with you. So, oh, sure. Well, should we do a little segment that you can like cut and edit and put at the beginning? Hi, coach. Just so you know, this is extra long, but stay with it because it's packed with lots of great stuff. That's right. Okay. Now go. let's go. Okay. <laughs> um, because, you know, there's going to be coaches around, well, I got a half an hour to kill. Why not? <laughs> but if anybody has ever been on a, 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 a webinar or a caller with me, it's like, you know, good luck with that 30 minutes. Uh, I'll do it if you want, but okay. Um, I can be reached at bedo.org, B-E-D-O.org, um, as in being and doing, bedo.org. Go there. Coaches, I'm telling you, if you go there, you're gonna be overwhelmed by the amount of stuff that's there, then tons of free stuff. Uh, I've got over 350, currently 350 recordings 
Wow. Available, take them. Ongoing, growing, small little videos, documents, things just to help you. I've got advanced classes and coaches and training and mentor groups and blah, blah, blah. I got tons of stuff that I'm happy to take your money for. And in exchange, <laughs> really grow your coaching tremendously. But it's also tons of free stuff. Take it. Take it. However, I can help you truly show up and be the coach you are here to be. That's it. And with that, I say thank you, Ben. This has been the 100 Master Coaches with me, Coach Mel, me, shot phone now. <laughs> That's right. And Ben Dooley, B. Do. We'll catch you on the next one. Take care, guys. Bye. Thank you. Bye. <laughs>